You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And welcome back to Talk the Talk. And speaking of talk, there's a whole lot of that going on at Greenfield up in Franklin County. There was a city council meeting last night. It was (laughs) just chock full of, well, drama, I think is fair and uh, commentary about it. And and with us us to discuss it is, well, a credible political observer, former um, head of both the Greenfield School Committee, former... uh, uh, president of the um, of the city council up in Greenfield and current chair of the zoning board of appeals in Greenfield, and a longtime observer from ten thousand feet, David J. Singer. Hello, David. Good morning, Buzz. Thank you so much for joining us. Wow, there's so much to unpack here. I think we have to start with the police. We have to start with some events that have happened within the last uh, well, I think since Friday. Um, so. What's happening with respect to the uh, always interesting uh, Greenfield Police Department? Well, again, from 10,000 feet, I I, I have some inside information, but I I don't have enough to comment, uh, to name names or comment in that regard. But I do know that um, Ginny DeSorger was uh, elected uh, with a clear mandate to to deal directly with the police chief, which was something that um, Mayor Rita Gardner was not willing to do. And I believe that in the as soon as she uh, as soon as she hit the ground as mayor, she uh, began proceedings to um, try to uh, cause the uh, police chief uh, to leave. Police chief Robert Haig. Robert Haig, yes. And Robert Haig had been he become a, a lightning rod since a verdict um, was uh, a jury determined that uh, there had been uh, racial discriminatory motivations in a failure to promote and treat fairly an African-American police officer who sued uh, making those claims. There also was, he was a lightning rod because he, uh, uh, when he, when the city council didn't give him the funds that he desired, he didn't mention that uh, the streets were not going to be uh, uh, policed uh, from 11 o'clock at night till 7 o'clock in the morning. There was just a lot of bad blood, I think, between the city council prior to the election and the police chief. And Mayor Wiedergartner was um, supporting the, pol- the police chief. Is that right? Yes. So and could you explain this, if you would, please? There is a big story, front page of the Republican this morning. It has the police chief, Robert Haig's uh, statement saying, I'm leaving because I'm not being supported and the mayor's not supporting me and not supporting the police and not supporting the department and so on. Uh, it didn't sound 100% convincing to me. I take it he was pushed. He didn't jump. How did the mayor get him to resign? I, again, I don't, I don't know the specifics, um, but I do know that as soon as she got in office, she definitely leaned towards him and looked towards him and gave him a, a clear message that she was going to do whatever she could to, um, to ha- terminate his employment. That's number one. And number two... Um, the city council, uh, before uh, Mayor Weida Gardner left, she signed a, uh, a memorandum of understanding with the police chief that... Uh, and with the deputy police chief. And with the deputy police chief that purported to give them um, additional funds based on, uh, based on their education. And um, the, um, the city council, uh, in order, to, in order to, for that to happen, uh, the mayor had to bring an order before the city council, and that happened in January... 
And the Ways and Means Committee met and uh, unequivocally said no, that they were not going to endorse that. So I think the chief saw the writing on the wall. I'm guessing, um, you know, as a retired attorney, that there was some discussions about if I leave, will I get this? Will I get that? Can I protect this? Can I protect that? So he probably felt it was in his best interest. But I think emotionally, he probably decided that it was time to leave because he just couldn't deal with the pressure anymore. I have to say, though, that, and this is my own opinion, that um, although you, you described him as a lightning rod, I, I, I don't think, I think I felt like Chief Hay in general did a good job as the police chief. I think that the lightning rod aspect occurred when the verdict came down and the way that uh, Mayor Wiedegartner handled the verdict, her statements about it, and the fact that uh, he would not, uh, the chief wouldn't publicly take responsibility, I felt, for what had happened. I think when you're the chief, you, you get the glory and you also have to deal with the uh, responsibilities that happen on your watch. And I think that began the... the um, the road down for him. And it was a little bit complicated as well because he's civil service and there are certain rules about termination in that regard um, that the city council is now entertaining whether or not that position should be a civil service position. I believe they voted that it is no longer a civil service job. He was grandfathered, um, but I'm not even talking about that legal aspect of it. I'm just talking about the fact that he, as the leader, didn't really present, especially to the council, that he was accepting his responsibility for what happened. Do you think he, that he didn't accept responsibility because it's still on appeal and it's all of that? With that that may have been part of it. I think that that's unfortunately what happens in these kinds of situations. Uh, again, you know, being a lawyer, I, I certainly could appreciate how the insurance company said to the mayor and to anybody in the city that they had to keep their mouths shut while the appeal was going on. But right, because that, because if he apologized and accepted responsibility or anything like that. If they win the appeal, all of that's going to show up and be evidence at the Correct. new trial. Didn't you say you accepted responsibility Correct. and the case is over? Correct. So, um, very. I think they were trapped in that regard, but um, but his behavior changed. He became hostile. Uh, the, the city council was frustrated. The mayor did not explain clearly that kind of situation, even if she was going to do it subtly. And... Um, um, so the council became frustrated. The police chief became frustrated. It wasn't really very good. You're a, you're a longtime uh, uh, public servant. You are. Um, you, you've had many elected positions. You've served the city of Greenfield mm -hmm. for, for many years. I'm wondering when you look at Chief Hague's and the trajectory of his uh, service to the city, whether you feel in any way bad for him, going back to what you said about a, quite a significant list of accomplishments that now seems to be being buried based on a verdict that's with prejudgment and post-judgment interest and attorney's fees against the city does, in fact, uh, amount to a million dollars, that that's going to become the defining issue of his tenure in Greenfield, where there are many, actually, reforms to Greenfield's police department that I think he can rightly be proud of. I do feel badly for Chief Hay. I know him personally. He's a nice man. I think he was a I think if you take him as a whole, he did a good job as the police chief. I think he came into a tough situation. He was kind of a transition chief. There was a line of of uh the the way the police force was set up before he came in was very entrenched. And he came in and tried to change that. And I think he himself became a victim of what he tried to do to make the change. 
Um, and that's, again, looking from 10,000 feet, and I feel badly for him. But the place where I stopped feeling badly is I felt like <clears throat> when you're the police chief and you're in charge, you have to let the community know that you are taking responsibility for things. And I felt that that was where he failed. And I felt that the Mayor Wiedegardner failed in the same way. And, um, you know, she stood firm, and I think she felt loyal to him, but I think that was a misplaced loyalty, in my opinion. And so she, you know... Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. And I didn't. Know well, so I think it showed up in the election. I mean, this is the this it was a big it was a big landslide victory. And, and I think Mayor Wiedegartner in many ways wasn't a bad mayor. But I think that her support of the police chief was so created such a strong reaction and his unwillingness to accept responsibility created such a strong reaction that she was voted out of office. And now last night, by the way, for the first time in a long time, when it was announced that the when, it, when everybody knew that the chief had resigned, but it was announced that Todd Dodge was going to take over as the interim chief, and it was a, it was a, apparent that things had changed so quickly the way that the voters wanted to, the mayor, who really only spoke for about ten minutes, was given a round of applause. Mayor Desorga. Yes, Mayor Desorga, which was the first time I've seen sort of that kind of. Uh, uh, outpouring from the citizens of Greenfield uh, in a very in a long time. I, so. I just want to go over those facts just a little bit, but I do want to point out with regard to the m- former mayor uh, Roxanne Wiedegartner, who, by way of, uh, she's a, a longtime friend of yours. She is. I, I, again, I like her too. That's how we live in in a community like Greenfield. But a community like Greenfield, the it was clear that when the trial happened, and someone said, despite getting the highest scores, despite being eminently qualified, he could not get promoted. He was the African-American on the force. There were a lot of questions about whether Robert Haig was promoting people based on relationships or based on merit. And the jury believed it was based on favorable relationships with the chief rather than the actual merit. The community was really clear in expressing their outrage about that. And the Human Rights Commission in Greenfield expressed their outrage about that. And city councilors did so as well. And David Singer, isn't it true that the chief just failed to hear, many say, the voices of the communities, David Singer? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, So this is Dan. I have a question for you. So let's go back to after the verdict uh, against uh, Haig happens. What would you have advised the, the mayor of Greenfield to do in order to have uh, improved relations or, or do some improvement or whatever you want to call it um, at that point? What could she have done differently? I think her first statement should have been that she was upset about the verdict to the extent that this had actually occurred that there was enough evidence to show that this had occurred in Greenfield and that she was going to step back and take a look at what was going on in the police department and then discuss this and make a statement to the city as to what she was going to do next. She needed to take, I think she needed to, to say that she was neutral, she needed to think about it, and then she needed to make a statement to the city based on all the complicated factors that we talked about, that the insurance company was telling her that she couldn't talk, that the police chief was, was saying to her, you have to support me. Her role wasn't to take sides with the police chief or the, or the insurance company. Her role was to make a, a, a statement to the city and to the people in the city that she had things under control 
and if there, if there was racial animus in the police department, that she was going to take charge of that and make sure that it didn't happen again. Yeah, and that it was unacceptable. It was unacceptable. Thank you. Yes. And she had that opportunity. She did. And I agree with you that it would have been a, uh, it would have required a fair amount of finesse uh, and nuance. But I think that if adamant statement that racial animus in our police department is completely unacceptable. Let's start there. Yes. And go from there. I agree. And that would, would have been, been a, a different headline. Exactly. And um, she was never able to back off of her, her, her initial statements. And it, and it actually harmed her the rest of her term of, uh, as mayor. So never- let's, uh, let's bring us all up to date that what happened was that the uh, deputy police chief um, was... Uh, uh, Gordon, uh, Robert Gordon, was made acting police chief as of last Friday for a few days until yesterday when um, it was announced by the mayor, Mayor DeSorger's office, that uh, Lieutenant Todd Dodge had been elevated to acting police chief. And uh, you watched the city council meeting last night. Um, You mentioned a standing ovation. Uh, How did the city councilors seem to feel about this internal... um, uh, promotion of Dodge. Um, I don't. I do, I didn't sense that there was a response because that was one way or the other because the appointment was temporary. I think if it had been a permanent appointment, I think you would have seen a, a more dramatic response from the city council. But I think it was temporary. I I just have the feeling that maybe. You know, the the mayor felt or the discussion uh, resulted in uh, Todd being the best man for the job right now to take over. He's he ha- there there would be a, there, there's a connection between the past and the future. But I'm hopeful that the city will go out and look for a new police chief. I mean, if Todd Dodge wants to apply for that job, that's fine. And if he's qualified, that's fine, too. But I, I believe I read an article today that he would be looking to be a permanent uh, police chief. Yes. If I'm OK. So yeah. But but he but, but uh, they should go out. They should go out and... and oh, I and, think they, yeah, yeah they I think that would be the that. intent. Yeah. They are going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I think it stabilized the police force. Um, you know, you're into budget season now, by the way. So, I mean, that's another conversation. But that... And, and, and so now the police budget, you know, how they're going to... Disc- how the council is going to deal with the police budget, hopefully will be dramatically different. And maybe this is hard to, to gauge, but what is the sort of sentiment within the police uh, and maybe the public officials in, in city government, in, I don't know, city government, those who regulate the police, what, what's their feeling once all of this change has happened, that the police force feels like they're ready all to move forward? What do you know about that? Well, the Public Safety Commission has also had new leadership, and um, there was a comment uh, made last night by one of the members. Um, I think it's a new beginning. I think it's a new beginning for for Greenfield, and I, and as and how I always bring my feelings about Greenfield is I feel optimistic, I feel hopeful, um, and uh, I think uh, Mayor DeSorger has an opportunity to do something uh, good for the city. And how does the hiring process work? Maybe everybody. Knows I do this not know that. Uh-huh. Without civil service, I suspect with civil service, the civil service uh, they they send candidates. Whereas with an open, uh, not being in civil service, I think there's like a traditional... Like a traditional committee. Yeah, a committee will be set up. I do not... That, those details have not, been, uh, have not been expressed. And there are a number of uh, municipalities in this region that are looking for a new police chief, including yours, Dan Torres. Amherst, Northampton. Yeah. Greenfield. And Greenfield. 
Yeah. You know, with all the discussions that have gone on over the last several years about police and, you know, how they should be in a community, um, starting again is a good thing. You know, yeah. there's a lot of opportunity here for Greenfield. Although from what I'm reading, and I wonder what you know about this, is there's also very few candidates that uh, I applying, do not know. Right? That right? I, well, I mean, just like normally for any positions, for any state positions, this isn't just police, but police chiefs included. I would think it's, it's a tough a job. Yeah. <laughs> I would think it's a tough job. <clears throat> Last night there was a city council meeting in Greenfield. We are talking to a longtime political insider and observer, uh, David Singer, about uh, last night's uh, very interesting meeting of the city council. We're going to be back and continue the conversation right after this. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. There are very few people who uh, have their eye on the politics of uh, the city of Greenfield more than David Singer. Uh, Last night, there was a city council meeting, um, like a number of communities, Amherst, Northampton. There was a petition for a resolution by city council um, calling for a ceasefire in Israel. David, can you talk to us about who spoke and what happened? Um, yes, it seems like there is, um, there's a group of people in either Greenfield or Franklin County or regionally or nationally that are looking to have uh, communities um, pass a resolution in essence to call for a ceasefire and to stop providing a U.S. aid to Israel uh, in support uh, to stop the atrocities in Gaza. In Gaza, um, that is not that was not before the city council last night. I believe it's going to come up in March or soon. Uh, however, there were members. There is a public comment period, and there were members of the public who came and spoke uh, very passionately about the about what's going on in uh, the Middle East and in, in Gaza and the and, and the horrors. And um, that was all fine. And um, then a woman came on the, uh, on, on a remote um, to speak um, about what happened on October 7th and what Hamas did. And uh, she started to speak, and um, she was heckled by people that were live. And um, she tried to speak again, and she was heckled. And um, she finally gave up and, and stopped. There is a chair of the city council. This is a, a John Bottomley is the president is the president of the city council. Um, from my experience of being chair or president uh, of different groups, and especially in uh, in public in the public sector, there's a statute that gives the uh, chair a lot of control over the meeting, and people speak uh, based on uh, on recognition from the chair. That's what the public comment is. And uh, I was very disappointed. I think John's a nice man. I think he's inexperienced with what he's doing. So I, I, would, I would say that that's probably the reason that it happened. But what John should have done is told the hecklers to stop. And if the hecklers did not stop and he could identify specific people who are heckling, he should have told them that the next time they do something, they will be asked to leave. And uh, he should have protected the speaker. Um, I plan to send him an email today uh, saying this. And... Uh, I'm hopeful that it never happens again. They were trying to stop the woman from speaking at a public comment hearing. Well, she was talking about the atrocities that Hamas had committed, and they, 
and people were heckling that it's all lies, it's all propaganda, and that that was the heckling. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the, um, the the city council last night had <clears throat> so much to take up. That what's happening with the schools in Greenfield? There's all kinds of financial questions and problems. Um, uh, what what's going on with the schools in Greenfield? Well, I think I think there's going to be a reckoning in this budget season. Um, there were all, there were comments already made. Uh, our property taxes went up considerably in Greenfield, um, and uh, people were upset about that. I think people attribute it to the uh, 100% uh, financing of the school system in uh, last last spring, which was uh, spearheaded by Mayor Desorger. Uh, Could you stop there, David Singer, please? Because here's what what I'd like to know, particularly since you were talking about the police before. There were two major issues, maybe a few more, but two really major issues in the last mayoral campaign in Greenfield. One was the police. And I think that uh, Jenny Sorger has a big victory uh, uh, by having managed the uh, uh, termination – how's that for being neutral on it – of the police chief. But she also ran on the schools – and she spearheaded the spending on the schools, and she now faces a huge budget shortfall in the schools um, that is actually of her own making. And I think that has the potential to undo some of the goodwill that she just garnered by having actually axed the police chief one way or another. So what's your view on that? Well, last year she took from Peter to pay Paul, and she took from she took from funds that were earmarked for emergency, and she took those funds away, thinking that. And in, in historically, she looked at statistics that those emergency situations hadn't arisen for a number of years, so she took the money from here and put it there, into the schools. So she hundred percent funded them. That's just a band aid. I mean, I, I, there's, I. I I was on the school committee. The same things that are being said today, I said about the schools. I think the schools need to be funded. I think that that's, a, that's fine. But I think there needs to be a systemic funding of it. I think there needs to be a groundswell of support from the ground up, um, not, just, uh, not just counselors feeling that they, need, that they want to do this for the, for the good of the employees and everyone else, because the, it's come to roost. Now our tax bills are, are higher and people are upset. And that's not the result that you would have wanted. You, want, you don't want people being upset at the schools now. That's, that's the exact opposite result that you would have wanted. So it went from joy to sorrow. Mm. May I ask a follow-up on that? Sure. Uh, school budgets, how bad is the school deficit in Greenfield right now? I don't think that's the right – there's no deficit. It's just that if you fund in year one, then those people are employed – and now year two, they come back and say, well, we want you to fund us at the same level plus 3% or four per- or whatever the percentage increase is in salaries because most of the budget is made up in salaries. Right. Now, So now that's you have to sustain that level, level of funding. Got it. To, and what Ginny did was she didn't look at all the other departments. And, so, and the police are also going to change because of what happened here. I think the right. council be more uh, need be more open to police funding. And so you're gonna, you ha- she's going to have – it's going to be a real challenge for her. I do want to point out that we've invited Mayor DeSorger several times to be on the show. She hasn't been since she was a candidate, and we hope that she has. We did invite uh, former Chief Egg to be on the show. Um, he's declined, and we're waiting to invite uh, to, to hear a response to our invitation to uh, new acting chief Todd Dodge and uh, Deputy um, Gordon. So, David Singer, it is just so great, to, well, especially in the absence of those voices, <laughs> to have 
uh, your report on what's going on in Greenfield. I hope you'll come again. I will. We will rely on you. because Thanks for having me. It is absolutely a pleasure. And, um, you know, I think for those who observe Greenfield, it gets complicated. It gets dicey. Still a wonderful community and people who live there, uh, a lot of friends there. Thank you for joining us today on Talk to Talk. Thank You're you, welcome. David Singer. You're welcome. We'll be back tomorrow.